Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. The most commonly diagnosed cancer among women is breast cancer. More alarming, with the exception of lung cancer, breast cancer kills more women than any other cancer. But there is hope. Statistics from 2018 show a 1% drop in the number of deaths over a five-year period, a drop believed to be caused by advances in cancer treatment and screenings. Breast surgeon Dr. Daria Abulgasemi from MedStar Franklin Square Medical Center in Baltimore, Maryland, joins us today to talk about these screenings that are saving lives. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk. Dr. Abulgasemi, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks for having me today, Mike. It is a pleasure. You know, we've learned so much about breast cancer from national awareness campaigns, you know, like the ones we see in the NFL and others every year in October. But despite those efforts, it is a bit surprising that we still have so much loss. Very true, Mike. We have, as women, a risk of one in eight chances of getting breast cancer over our lifetime. It's interesting that about 85% of breast cancers have no association with any genetic mutations. And and it's just by virtue of being a female and having hormones um, that our risk goes up. And only about 15% of breast cancers are actually caused by genetic mutations, which is a common misconception among the general population. Is there something, you were talking about a certain number don't have any genetic history. Um, Is that something that if a woman knows that her mom or sister or other relative, if she they had it, does that mean that they need to be more aware? Um, Yeah, it's definitely important to have that conversation with your primary care provider or your GYN um, because having a first degree relative like a mom or a sister or even um, some women that have daughters with breast cancers early on, it should alert them as to uh, when they need higher enhanced screening. One would hope that the those those first round relatives they would know about uh, whether or not they had it already. But is that something that, as a, a practitioner, you ask right off the bat to someone? Hey, does anyone else in your family have this? Yeah, and it's important because a lot of people will um, forget to mention certain relatives. So I always try to be really comprehensive about asking not only just breast cancer, but I'll I'll name out specific cancers to ask um, because those can alert you as well to some genetic cancer syndrome. So. What do you think that is? Is that just people are in doctor's office, they may be a little nervous or they're, you know. I think so. And I think a higher number of people don't actually know a lot of their family history, like they'll, or in some cultures or or some families, not every group of relatives will be forthcoming. So I'll get a lot of patients say, you know, I know my grandmother had some type of cancer, but I don't know what type of cancer or we didn't really talk about cancer. I get that pretty frequently. Walk me through, when does a a young woman or woman need to start getting this on their radar? The recommendations that I give to when I'm talking with primary cares or GYNs is to do a formal risk assessment um, starting at age 25. And that entails getting a full thorough history um, and calculating their lifetime breast cancer risk. And the percent risk over a woman's lifetime calculated by certain algorithms that we have will clue you as to whether they need referrals 
to genetic counseling and also if they meet criteria for enhanced screening. Um, A lot of people don't know that they may be qualified for enhanced screening. So generally I say, and the guidelines say, higher than uh, 20% lifetime risk of breast cancer qualifies a woman for enhanced screening. So that means they can have a mammogram and an MRI. And generally it depends, when screening begins, depends on uh, family history and that percent risk. So if they're at a higher risk of breast cancer, I say start at age 35 and alternate every six months with MRI and mammogram. And then if they have any significant family history or genetic mutations, they may qualify for earlier screening. So really, it all begins with a risk assessment. As someone whose goal is to get women to do mammograms, how how do you nudge them to do something that you know, they may not be that excited about enduring. So generally, I try to encourage them, one, by telling them about how sensitive mammography is in terms of picking up breast cancers. And then a lot of women will use that as reassurance. And there's also new devices and uh, technologies that help to make mammograms more comfortable. So things like mammo pads and um, smart curve mammograms. Some women don't know that these options are available. So mammo pads are Um, essentially uh, foam pads that serve as a cushion um, between the breast and the mammogram machine. And that helps to uh, make it a little bit of a more uh, comfortable experience. So um, I encourage women to look for facilities that they could have those technologies available to them if they are hesitant because of pain. And then, you know, I try to emphasize, like I was saying earlier, the importance of uh, screening and how that discomfort, the, the risk of that discomfort far subsides the benefit of actually picking up and detecting a breast cancer. And run it by me again. How often are women supposed to have a mammogram? Um, an average risk woman generally gets screened once a year, starting from age 40. So if someone doesn't necessarily know that that it's gotten a little bit more comfortable, either they're, they may not be going to a place that offers that or they haven't been in a while. Right. So what is it that if for someone who's not had one in a while, then what what is it that gets them in front of you? Maybe they found a lump or they have some other concerns? Yeah, I see women for a variety of different reasons. Um, Generally, primary care doctors are pretty good about making sure that patients stay on top of getting their mammograms. But, um, you know, I see women for a variety of different breast complaints, but feeling a breast lump is usually a common thing that I'll get. And that's what, if they haven't had breast imaging, I, I stress the importance of doing mammograms at that first visit. And generally, if a woman has a lump or a mass that they feel, they'll go for more specific breast imaging, like an ultrasound along with a mammogram. And I recommend in general doing diagnostic mammograms. And and that entails taking more uh, pictures to see that specific area that they're concerned about. How often are women supposed to do their own self-exam? I recommend once a month uh, to women just so that they get to know their breast tissue. A lot of women say they don't know what they're looking for. And the way that I counsel people is just feel for what normal feels like for you and once a month check. So that way, if something feels different, then you can present to your primary doctor and ask for a referral. They have to get that baseline. They have, exactly. They have to know what normal is. Exactly. And then is this something which sometimes the, 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 
actually pain will alert them. Pain is a, a very common uh, symptom that I see patients for, but it's very rarely associated with breast cancer. And sometimes I try to use that as reassurance, but patients tend to think that pain is a, an alarm symptom. I get that so frequently. And I, I reassure patients that it's very rare to get pain with breast cancer unless it's a delayed, you know, very delayed late stage breast cancer where you have a, a large mass that's growing through the skin. Um, but breast pain is a s- extremely common symptom, and that's more related to fluctuations in hormone levels, especially depending on the age. Younger women tend to have breast pain associated with their uh, menstrual cycle very commonly. And again, people are alarmed because, of course, with anything to do with the breast, it, it, it's concerning for a woman and, and people tend to automatically go to, is this a cancer thing? But um, I find that reassuring that it's, it's generally not a, a pain association with breast cancer. I know it's, it doesn't happen as often, but men also get breast cancer. I imagine they're fairly hard to reach. Men, yeah, because men don't typically get screened. Um, we're seeing more and more men diagnosed with genetic mutations that predispose them to breast cancer. And that's just because our um, genetic counseling and testing has improved. And a lot of women that are going for genetic testing will find uh, mutations and that will prompt their male family members like brothers or sons or grand sons to get tested. But in general, men don't get screened for breast cancer. So things that would alert a man uh, to having an exam by a breast surgeon would be feeling a lump, um, skin changes, or an abnormal appearance of the nipple or any kind of nipple discharge, because those things are not common in a normal male breast. So, um, you know, with the with the pandemic, uh, have you seen a, a drop in women getting mammograms? Um, it seems like there was a, a small downtick, but people have been on, on schedule for the most part over the last probably six to eight months. There, there wasn't a, a catch up sort of bit of surgeries or, you know, an increase after the fact once that there was the screening resumed. We were doing a lot more primary medical therapy, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, because resources had to be reserved. But it seems like over the last year, the, the numbers have sort of evened out. Um. So what's your message to women who had reservations about going out to to get screened? I would just let them know that screening mammogram is the best way to pick up any changes in the breast. It's it's a sensitive test. And the reason why we do screening is because we want to catch cancer at an earlier stage if possible. And the technology is so good now with 3D mammograms that we're able to pick up early breast cancers. So I would encourage people that the earlier we pick it up, the better because we can treat it very well. I would just encourage people to let the faith outweigh the fear. Great. That's a great line. <laughs> Let the faith outweigh the fear. It, it seems like we've come a long way in the sense that uh, my mom had breast cancer and had uh, one breast removed, but that was in the, let's call it seventies where you almost had to find a lump back then. So I, I mean, she felt very lucky, but now it sounds like that it's going to be picked up routinely by the screenings and not necessarily by the manual finding it. Correct. We're finding more and more um, non-invasive cancers because we have such advanced technology with the 3D mammography. Traditionally, mammograms were done in two dimensions, and now we are able to do pictures that uh, put together a a three-dimensional x-ray of the breast. So things are more sensitive in terms of picking up cancers, and, and with earlier stage cancers, you have options of doing breast conservation if that's what the patient is interested in. But yeah, it's not 
not necessarily that you need a mastectomy with every breast cancer. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So um, in, in some ways, that may be a selling point for mammograms or the peace of mind because women uh, may have a lump that, that's not cancer. Absolutely. And that's why uh, it's important to do the mammograms because, you know, it can differentiate from suspicious looking abnormalities and, and things that may need a biopsy. So <laughs> so the, the non-cancerous lumps, you know, what are they and what can be done about them? It really all depends. If it's a, a lot of women feel what they perceive as a lump and it's actually just their normal breast tissue that may just be dense. Um, And there's really not a lot to do about that. There are benign tumors like things called fibroadenomas, which usually do present as a lump. Um, And it really depends on the symptoms the patient is having. If it's, if they're just able to feel it, but it's not causing them pain or it's not growing rapidly, we can um, observe those things. Um, A lot of times women will feel a lump that's actually a cyst with a fluid filled uh, sac and we can drain those um, if it's really bothering the patient. But a lot of benign things don't, don't need a a definitive surgical treatment. And then they know they're there. So when they do their self exam, that's, that's the new baseline. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's go to the, the the other thing that, uh, you know, so let's say a woman uh, does have a lump. What do you do then? So if a woman presents to me with a lump, you know, we want to always take a a thorough history, do a physical exam and and confirm that they are feeling something. Because again, a lot of women will feel normal, dense breast tissue and and misperceive that to be a lump. So that's why it's important to see a surgeon because we can differentiate a lot of times on physical exam. If we do feel something concerning, I always recommend doing diagnostic imaging and an ultrasound. And then if there's any findings on the imaging, then I recommend doing a core biopsy and that tends to help give us a final diagnosis and and helps guide what we need to do next. Core biopsy means what? So not the, not the most fun procedure for women, but it involves um, taking a sample of the tissue um, using an ultrasound as a guide for where exactly the lump is. But they're numbed and correct. Other than the numbing shots, not they're, they're awake. A lot of women will ask if they can be put under anesthesia, but the risk of anesthesia is is too high to routinely put everybody under anesthesia. I can understand that. (laughs) It's, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming, but, um, the radiologists do the procedure and they use um, thorough local anesthetic and then a larger gauge needle to obtain core samples. And that gives us reason why we use a big needle is so that we get an adequate sample for the pathologist to look at. And so it decreases the risk of any, any misdiagnosis or error in diagnosis. So if it comes back uh, cancerous, then what happens? So then patients generally come in for a discussion about um, treatment options. And with breast cancer, depending on the stage, the tumor biology and um, patient preference, um, we can offer things like breast conservation or what's called a lumpectomy or with further consideration for different different factors, like if there's a genetic uh, mutation or if they have a very large tumor compared to their breast size, then we may make recommendations for a mastectomy. But that is not happening as often as it used to. No, not as frequently. It really all depends on the whole picture. Um, so stage, tumor size, genetic makeup, and 
I tend to offer both options, but I, I like to guide patients in one direction or another if I think one thing might be more beneficial. Talk to me for a second, because you mentioned it there, and I'm I'm bad with celebrities' names. I know their faces. I can't remember <laughs> their names, but I remember there was some uh, big celebrity who recently had, I think, a double mastectomy because her genetics came back that it looked like she was going to get that. Can you? We call that risk reduction uh, surgery, and that's for women that have a so the the com- most common or the the frequently uh, found mutation is the BRCA mutation. Um, And that portends a very, very high lifetime risk of breast cancer. There's a number of other mutations that we test for, but in general, um, BRCA is the one that is validated for uh, actually recommending mastectomies. So the mastectomies will reduce the risk of breast cancer by 90% in a woman that tests positive. So that's that's what that's about. Um, And that was Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. That's got to be a hard conversation. It is. and, And really, it all depends on the place that a woman is in her life because you can either offer them mastectomies or you can do enhanced screening, which was something we were talking about earlier with biannual testing. So MRI alternating with mammogram. Not every woman, believe it or not, opts for mastectomy. And I could completely understand that. And and I talk to women a lot about that because I'll get women with breast cancer that don't have a genetic mutation. And right away, they're like, take them both off. I don't need them. <laughs> and, you know, it really requires a lot of yeah. thought. It requires a lot of consideration about how you're going to feel afterwards. So it's a lot of counseling in those appointments. That's what I was going to say. There, I would imagine there'd be some counseling to go along with that because that's a big step and you want people to feel good about their decisions. And you know, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. Early detection, of course, is the key to treating cancer and lowering the statistics. Uh, we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. You know, what can women do to make sure they stay on top of getting screened? Number of different things. Some things I recommend are going with maybe having a breast buddy or a friend or a, a family member where you're kind of on the same schedule and you can remind each other, hey, it's going to be time for our mammograms. A lot of radiology departments are really good about tracking and sending out reminder letters, um, things like that. The other thing that I always uh, encourage is doing self-breast exams once a month, like we were talking about, and hopefully that alerts people to remember, hey, it's time for my mammogram. It's time. So if anybody's listening now, and if you think it's time, it's probably time. (laughs) It's probably time. (laughs) It's probably time. Important advice, doctor. Thank you very much. We've been talking with breast surgeon, Dr. Daria Abulgasemi at MedStar Franklin Square Medical Center. Doctor, thank you very much for sharing your expertise here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. Visit medstarhealth.org backslash screenings to schedule your mammogram to learn more.